Hey, Mary. Yes, Katie. What do you call a pirate who likes to skip school? A skipper? No. No? Captain Hooky. Oh. <laughs> I love that one. That one's good. So dumb. <laughs> that one's really good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gentleman Pirates Library, a podcast covering every episode of the HBO show Our Flag Means Death. I'm Katie. And I'm Mary. Today, we'll be taking a deep dive into episode three, A Gentleman Pirate, also known as the one where Steed girl bosses a little too close to the sun and meeting Blackbeard takes his breath away. But first, let's have a look at the results of our Twitter poll. This week, we asked you, what would be your favorite vacay activity after running aground? And the results were pretty interesting. So can you remind us what Mm. the options were? So we gave four options. The first one was explode gunpowder. The next was search for hostages. The third was remove disguise and swim. And the fourth was whittle a harpsichord, which we didn't bring up (laughs) in the previous episode, that that's what... Uh, Buttons was whittling, which was just a little tiny stick, but he said it was going to be a harpsichord. I mean, you have to admire him for his ingenuity, right? Like, honestly. Well, I didn't know what a harpsichord was until I was like, wait, isn't that, how big is that? And I looked it up and it's like the size of a piano. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's kind of funny because a lot of the jokes, or some of the jokes at least, I don't necessarily understand in this show and I have to look them up. In part because of some of yeah. the, some of the accents that are a bit, you know, um, yeah, pronounced, um, mm. and I I'm not watching with subtitles, so I have to have the transcript next to me, and then if there's a word I don't understand, I look it up immediately. So that's when I found out what a harpsichord was. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Yes, I I love that there's jokes that just fly over my head, but it's still such a full show like it's such a complete show exactly yeah yeah all right so number one was remove disguise and swim that came in with 50 percent uh coming in number two was explode gunpowder we have a bunch of pyromaniacs um (laughs) at 26 (laughs) percent are you surprised and i'm not surprised actually that probably would have been my choice too i think i did choose that one (laughs) coming in third whittle a harpsichord and the last one obviously was search for hostages which i will say is more like a nature walk honestly Uh, yeah up until the capture (laughs) of the four that was probably the worst one so i do agree (laughs) with with the results of this poll are we ready to dive into the episode i think so So as has kind of become our our tradition, I guess, I'd like to ask you if you have any general thoughts or impressions about the episode before we jump in. Yeah, um, I think that this would have really been the last hurrah of Steed Bonnet, if not for Blackbeard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. uh, Like you said, girl bossed too close to the sun. (laughs) Yeah. He was kind of emboldened Mm -hmm. by going toe-to-toe with Izzy, and it kind of led him down this path of getting duped and very nearly killed. 
He overplayed his hand. Absolutely. Yeah, he went to this a grizzled, hardened place and just completely obtusely walked in there wearing all white. I mean, the symbolism of that oh, alone. Yeah. And just <laughs> thought he could fake it until he made it and he was not succeeding. And if it wasn't for the grace of Blackbeard showing a surprising interest in him, mm-hmm. this would have been the end of Steed Bonnet. Oh, yeah, definitely. I absolutely agree. I think that what you're bringing up sort of speaks to how I see most of the episode in terms of like the lens mm-hmm. that I'm choosing, which is trust. Um, to have because we're seeing Steed like demonstrate a little bit too much trust in himself. I think mm-hmm. uh, being a little unrealistic with the things that he can really achieve. And yes. I also think that he demonstrates a little bit too much trust in others, as we're seeing with mm. uh, with Geraldo. But also, um, you know, there's a conversation to have with J- about Jim in terms of trust uh, and just yeah. a lot of other characters as well. And particularly Izzy. I'm, I'm so interested to get into Izzy's arc in this one. So interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was an interesting episode. It was probably one of my favorites. <sighs> So I mean, I found I saw, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but before we started recording, I actually told you I think this is probably my least favorite episode so far. And keep in mind, I've only seen the three of them, right? And then right. to hear that it's actually your favorite, I, I just can you tell me about why? I don't know. I just think that it all built up. Now, of course, I've seen the next episode. Oh, okay. And I don't think that informs it very much, but all I've seen is the next episode. So mm-hmm. of these first three that we've seen, the tension was building to his successes or failures. And this just kind of built up ahead of steam for him to ultimately fail. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I don't know. I just I loved the um, the scope of it and meeting all of the new people and just kind of. Yeah. I can't really articulate why it was my favorite. No, but I, I, I think I'm, I'm getting what you're saying because I did love that, you know, this, this universe, this pirating universe is expanding and we're sort of seeing yeah. not only the ship, the revenge, but also now the mm-hmm. Republic of Pirates. And I think that that's really great. We're a little bit more aboard um, Blackbeard's ship and his captain uh, yeah. room, you know? So I, I absolutely yeah. did appreciate that. And I think that the reason why... It's probably my least favorite, if I'm being entirely honest, is that I'm so antsy to see the rest. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I want to see You're the like, rest. Okay, get with it already. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. And I think that yeah. maybe looking back on this episode, I'll feel differently. But for now, I'm just like, sure. oh my God, I just want to know what happens next. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. And and is there a possibility that you don't like incompetence? Like, <sighs> watching him fail is not entertaining as much to you you know what I mean like yeah maybe I I think so I think I think because I could see that too I think him not listening to the voices of reason within his crew is very frustrating for me because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again this is kind of the idea of like the the um, the supervisor not trusting in the abilities of the subordinates and and that has some very negative connotations in my mind and yeah. I'm sure a lot of people's minds. And I think that yeah. that part kind of annoys me. Yes, definitely. It's possible that 
since I saw the next episode that I knew that he wasn't dying at the end of it that you know yeah when I first watched it though I was like oh he got stabbed mm-hmm. like right he's dying right now like what? this is 1717 <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know he, he can't that. just go to the ER we know that there's crocs in this show but there's no ERs right <laughs> he can't be airlifted to like a really right. good hospital well we'll get there so let's go ahead and (laughs) go beat by beat basically so we start out on blackbeard ship and izzy is talking to blackbeard and we still don't see his face Mm -hmm. i thought that that was such a good moment like i said earlier like just Mm -hmm. kind of slowly starting to reveal things about blackbeard through his environment Mm -hmm. just the same way that had Mm -hmm. been done with steed earlier in terms of like seeing his captain room with his library mm-hmm. here we're seeing like a room that's very dark you know it's got like blinds yeah. it's got um a skull it's got a lot of uh like it just there's a there's a aesthetic to it that i yes. i love yeah. and it's very much more reminiscent of what you would think a pirate captain's chambers would look like exactly like it meets expectations in uh it meets expectations a lot more than what we saw of steed earlier yeah yeah so something that was interesting to me so he is he's talking to blackbeard Mm -hmm. and of course blackbeard still very much wants to figure out what's going on with Steed. And Izzy's assuming that he's going to capture them, take their ship, kill them, all of that. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Wait till they make landfall and then invite them aboard the ship. Yeah. And Izzy was like, and what I find interesting is he said, Izzy, I want you to handle this person personally. And he said, oh, Edward, can't we just send the boys? Yeah. Or can't I just send the boys? He calls him Edward. He doesn't call him Blackbeard. There's something very intimate about that phrase in my mind. Edward, can't I just send the boys? It sort of feels like a partner talking about their children. Yeah. And so it's like, what relation, what kind of relationship do they have? It's very interesting to know what their dynamic is. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I'm also very interested in uh, in Izzy's complete disdain of Steed contrasted i think uh, i I, will get to that a little bit later because i have more thoughts about that yeah but especially contrasted to blackbeard's very unusual interest i would say Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think it's very strange yeah yeah exactly i agree you know and it, it it sort of again speaks to the way that steed was fascinated with the stories of blackbeard that Black, mm-hmm. Black Pete was telling him. Um, but in this case, you kind of understand a little bit more because he Blackbeard is exactly what Steed wants to be or wants to become. Yeah. But for Blackbeard, who is the ideal of Steed, to be kind of looking at Steed with curiosity, genuine curiosity, mm-hmm. feels, again, in terms of expectations, a little off. So I'm so interested to see... What happens with that? It's so, it is very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And also I wonder what Blackbeard's perception of Izzy is, because if he mm. wants him to handle it personally and he wants him to invite 
Steed to the ship. What is he expecting? How is he expecting Izzy to conduct himself with Steed? Obviously, there's animosity there. He got the better of him in a sword fight. So what is Blackbeard expecting for his mouthpiece, essentially, his Mm -hmm. representative? I think that shows the amount of trust that he has in Izzy. You know, that Izzy will not let Steed get the better of him. True. I think so anyway. I don't, again, I don't know. Yeah, but it's just assuming that he has the measure of Izzy, like, or maybe he knows he has enough control over Izzy that he isn't going to disobey him. Because when he first encountered Steed, he wasn't under Blackbeard's orders Mm -hmm. to do anything. This was just a a happening. And then he goes back to report to Blackbeard, and now his objective has changed because Blackbeard commanded it. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, just want to know what Blackbeard thinks he's presenting to Steed through Izzy. You know what I mean? I just think that's interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the description of Steed that Blackbeard gets is he's a fancy man (laughs) with a fancy ship and a crew of imbeciles. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And that's from what he gathered from Izzy, right? Yes, exactly. And it sort of talks again in terms of like... um, image and reputation uh, mm-hmm. and mythos right because a lot but of but he's also trying to level that with the fact that he bested him he's like okay well yes. this is what you told me yeah fancy man fancy ship crew of imbeciles <laughs> but then he got the better of you in sword play so what is this really i loved izzy's reaction he tricked us completely <laughs> unprofessional so you can tell that there's yes. a certain integrity to izzy that he takes yes. you know the pirate code at, or at the very least what he calls professionalism whatever that means yes. very seriously so there's an honor there yeah he, yeah, he takes it very seriously. He is a very serious pirate. Yeah. Blackbeard, I'm getting the impression that he's not so serious, or maybe he's kind of shifted into um, apathy at this yeah. point. If I didn't know what I know about in terms of spoilers, I would be like, uh-huh. he just seems so um, blasé about the whole thing yeah he's like this is yeah, unusual yeah. unusual is interesting bring him to me i want to pet him yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i think that's i think that's ultimately it's just he's completely turned on our ear we expected this fierce warrior to pop up and mm-hmm. intimidate steed and and maybe they go head to head and maybe he's the ultimate enemy and we're not expecting to peek behind the curtain and see him going bring him to me and find him aboard the ship. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with that. All right. So we cut to Steed's library. Yes. And uh, Steed is holding a book and he says, Blackbeard, Captain Kidd. And so they're showing the drawings in the book as he's saying these names. And they show a drawing of Blackbeard when he says Blackbeard. And that Mm -hmm. is a historical drawing of Blackbeard. And when he says Captain Kidd, that is actually a drawing of Steed Bonnet, the historical yes. Steed Bonnet. <laughs> I know, I, <laughs> I thought like, that, hey. that was interesting. <laughs> I have a little bit of information about Captain Kidd if you're interested in oh, okay. finding yes, out about please. him. He was a Scottish sea captain who was a privateer. Do you know the difference between a pirate and a privateer? Because I did not. No, I thought they were interchangeable. Well, so do the privateers to some degree. <laughs> 
because privateers are quote unquote legal pirates. So imagine that your sovereign oh. would give you what was called a letter of mark, which basically allowed you to pillage merchant ships of nations no. with which your country was at war. Okay. Okay. So yeah. obviously you also had to give a cut to the sov- to the sovereign, uh, but it was mm-hmm. still pretty lucrative, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, what do you do during peacetime? Well, you offer services to another nation. Oh, yeah. so you're a mercenary, I guess. Well, yeah. there you go. So uh, I read a lot of information also about... Uh, uh, remember how we were talking about the golden age of piracy and how that ended, mm-hmm. like, right around the time uh, that Steed and Blackbeard were alive? Well, that is actually yes. because of the Great British Transportation Act of 1717, which officially, like, outlawed piracy. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of the time, a letter of mark, you know, it could get you out of situations, but it could also not. So oh, okay. private again, privateers and pirates kind of became there was a very blurry line between the two. Interesting. It basically, so Section 7 of that act basically recognized pirates as robbers and felons to be tried. But not privateers? No, not privateers, because they were doing this legally. Because they fall under the protection of the sovereign, I guess? Exactly. If the British goes after them, then they're going to piss off another country, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there that you go. That makes sense. They have to there be a little go. bit more careful with privateers. Mm-hmm. There you go. So Steed is reading, or Steed is dictating all of this to Frenchie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frenchie is sitting oh, there. Frenchie, my love. Oh, I love him. Frenchie is sitting there with, with Lucius's book, and he's writing in it. And uh, Steed asks, uh, you know, Blackbeard, Captain Kidd, the gentleman pirate, what do those names conjure for you? And Frenchie's immediately like, well, mm-hmm. the first two are like very, very talented pirates. He says the badger's knackers. Did I don't know what that, that? means. <laughs> I, mean, I did. I caught like, it, but I'm like, I don't know what that means. It was like the dog's bollocks, which is a good thing. That reminds me of an Eddie Izzard <laughs> bit where he's like, bollocks is a bad thing, but the dog's bollocks is a good thing. And <laughs> I've never heard the term badger's knackers, but I'm assuming it's the same thing about that. I think I think that's a good assumption. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that that conversation, though, kind of um, between Steed and Frenchie shows that Steed is aware of his image and he wants to cultivate it. So kind of like mm-hmm. the same that he's seeing how Blackbeard is cultivating his image. He wants to cultivate his own. Yes. Uh, and he says, I have no idea who the last bloke is. And he says, well, He's the scariest of them all. <laughs> He's a killer. But instead of killing with weapons, he kills with kindness. And I just, I love him so much. <laughs> I, I just, I agree. I love how he doesn't care about what people expect of him. He just wants yes. to be himself. Yes. And of course, now Frenchie makes the connection like, oh, okay, you're the gentleman pirate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says he's going to be a polite menace that that's going to be his brand. And there's some more modern um, speak there that, you know, nobody back in the 1700s says, this is my brand, obviously. (laughs) Um, 
So I have to say though that I love that. I love that uh, because, you know, if we were to listen to this in historical speech, we wouldn't necessarily understand it and it wouldn't be as right. funny, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. This is funny to us because it makes sense to us. It's close to us. It's bringing yes. the history closer to us, I think. Yeah, I really like that. Um, so, of course, <laughs> this is when he discovers that Frenchie can't actually write and he's just mm -hmm. making little drawings on the page. <laughs> <laughs> poor Frenchie and he's like oh no I, I got it all down but you know I'm not the strongest writer and um he says well there's no words on there at all and he goes yeah because I've because I've drawn them <laughs> so now uh Steed realizes he really needs to find Lucius if, if this is going to continue and that moment really contrasts with Blackbeard Blackbeard's treatment of Izzy where he was almost well, not almost, but he was essentially mocking him for losing to Steed mm -hmm. and contrasted with Steed, you know, saying, oh, well, that'll have to do after seeing the drawings. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really sweet. Yeah, he's not he's not going to send him away. He's not going to go find someone else. He you know, obviously he wants Lucius to be there instead of him. But he's like, well, that's yeah. what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Very accepting, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. Very nice. So then uh, Frenchie brings up the fact that uh, the hostage is still out there with oh. nothing <laughs> with nothing yeah. to come of it. Steed is reminded that the hostage is out there and seems shocked by it, which is just so funny to me. And yeah. um, so he goes out to onto the deck and the hostage is still, still tied to a pole out there and he has been in the sun. He's completely sunburnt and looks severely dehydrated and upset. And Steed is shocked, which is just so funny to me. Like how long, how long has he like, been where, out? Where, where did you think he was? Yeah. What did, what did you do? Why can't you all put him in the ballroom or something? Like, okay. But of <laughs> course the crew thought this was calculated. They were all very much yeah. like, yeah, we're torturing this hostage, leaving him out in the sun. Roach is delighted and Buttons continues to um, lean into his cannibalistic tendencies, oh. saying, <laughs> saying that the sun worked his wonders. He's nice and savory. There's some crispy bits. You know? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so disturbing, you know, when you think about it for a second. You're like, oh. <laughs> and so Steed's like, well, let's get him some water, hold a jacket over his head, you know, get him some shade. And, um, so now they're trying to decide what to ultimately do with him. They can't, they can't continue to just keep him. And people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to kill him. Okay, cool. And he's like, no, 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 let's, let's be more creative than that. And they're like, oh, okay. So like chop off his limbs, make his back into a table, use his limbs for the oh. leg. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, not quite. And so then Roach is the one who says, let's ransom him, ransom him back to the English. Mm -hmm. And so Steed really likes that idea. You know, ransoming is something that pirates will do. It's something that's not violent. So he really kind of latches onto that idea. Yeah, um, exactly. And Buttons says, well, well, we'll need a fence. Buttons proposes to go to the Republic of Pirates. And the entire mm. crew is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't, why, you know, like, it's almost like Buttons, why'd you put that idea in his head? Shut up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, we were fine we, here. <laughs> you know, we can't show up with this guy. 
I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> we can't take him to the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everyone says it's a bad idea. And of course, Steed is like, yes, that sounds like a real authentic place to go. And let's do this. Buttons really seems to have a whole lot more faith in Steed's abilities than anyone else. I don't know what it is about him, but he, if he brought up the Republic of Pirates, he says, okay, let's go there. He doesn't seem to have any sort of worry about how Steed is going to comport himself. That That's really interesting. I had never thought about it that way. I don't quite know how to think about that. <laughs> yeah, like, think about it. Like, every time he's come to the captain, he he comes to him as if he's a competent pirate captain. He Very gives true. him the report. He tells him what's going on. He expects him to respond in a certain way. And when he doesn't, he does try to gently guide him into that correct way. But at no point does he think, well, this guy's an idiot and I just can't give him this information like the like the rest of the crew. This is so like such beautiful, like parental support like. Mm hmm. I I definitely I really like this reading. I will give you the tools to fake it until you make it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And with and every confident that you will make it. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's so lovely because so few people believe in Steed, frankly. Yes. But it's nice to ha to see him have a true ally. Or I don't know, is he a true ally if he sent him off to the Republic of Pirates? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just think that it's nice for him to have someone authentic who isn't going to placate him, isn't going to yeah, um, lie true. to him. Like if he's going to succeed in pirate captaining, Buttons can be mm -hmm. there to help him succeed and not either make him seem like he's succeeding when he's not or mm -hmm. setting him up for failure, which I guess he is kind of setting him up for failure, but without knowing so. Yeah. I don't feel like he knows it. I don't feel like mm -hmm. he's like, well, this is going to turn into a shit show. He's more like, yeah, this is, if you're a pirate captain and you need to fence somebody, here's where you would go. Yeah. He's giving, he's giving him true advice, which yeah. is nice. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, good Thank for you, Buttons. buttons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, of course, everyone thinks this is a bad idea. Olawande yeah. in particular says to Jim, you know, we can't go back there. And here mm -hmm. we find out the backstory of Jim and Olawande. Yeah. And says, Spanish Jackie has his price on your head. And apparently Jim killed Spanish Jackie's husband. So then we hear noise and it <laughs> said something about you, you, a fake nose and a beard isn't going to fool Jackie. And it mm -hmm. didn't even fool Lucius. And then you hear noises <laughs> and they're sitting oh. on this chest and Lucius is inside. <laughs> <laughs> Poor oh, Lucius. I know. <laughs> I'm just so happy to find out that he's not dead, right? Or harmed. Yes. I mean, physically harmed. Yeah. He's probably psychologically scarred, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, of course, they uh, they yank Lucius out of the trunk and say, you know, and threaten him some more. And then at this point, Steed comes to the door and opens it and discovers that Lucius is there, too. And so now Lucius is kind of saved. For now, at the very least, because yeah. uh, if I remember correctly, Jim Jim would be very eager to put him back into the chest. Yes, yeah. So 
he asks Lucius why he's so sweaty and they say something about exercising together because we want our bodies to be smaller. Everything's fine. And so Lucius is like, if I cover for you, maybe this can all just go away. I will keep this secret. Don't yeah, worry. I will keep your secret. Do not kill me. And I just, I want to come back to the smaller body thing because I just, again, love that we're bringing like a modern idea mm -hmm. into such a historical thing because yes this you know how do you manage to bring up diet culture in a 1717 story about yeah. pirates I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know but it's done here <laughs> and it's done well it's incredibly funny because it sounds so ridiculous it just makes yes. you think so thank you Lucius yeah, for that <laughs> And of course, even admonishing him, Steed is still very nice about it. He says, well, you know, I, I have a journal full of doodles instead of words. I'm glad you're making <laughs> friends, but tighten up, mate. I mean, he's, he's not rude about it. He's not like, you failed me. You're going to be punished mm -hmm. for this. He's like, I'm glad you're making friends. <laughs> You've yeah, been exactly. off in other parts of the ship making friends instead of the duty I've assigned you that I'm paying you for. Right. And at no point is he like, you've bungled this he's like get mm -hmm. it together and come help me <laughs> so he i says, feel like steed is the perfect like has the perfect ability of making a compliment sandwich where yes. he'll he'll say something positive some specific negative feedback and then something positive again and then you're like yeah. oh that's great i can do that <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even know that you've been gently guided to change your ways <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so he says he needs Lucius's help getting dressed for the big day. Oof. And <laughs> just, just what he chooses to wear is the funniest thing. Like, I laughed so hard. Um, I guess before we get into that, did you learn, have you learned anything about the Republic of Pirates? I did, actually. I wanted to keep it specifically for this moment. Did you okay. have anything to say about it? I just looked it up uh, in a very yeah. general sense. So let's hear what you have to say. And if I have anything to add, I will. Yeah, perfect. So it was a pirate stronghold in Nassau on New Providence Island in the Bahamas. And they had their own system of government, which followed uh, different pirate codes of conduct over the years. And they also had their own head of government. And do you mm -hmm. know who would have been in charge in 1717? Nope. Edward Teach. <laughs> Who is? Who is Blackbeard. <laughs> That's so interesting. So he was in charge of the Republic of Pirates at that time? Historically, anyway. Yes. Edward Teach was in charge of the Republic of Pirates between 1716 and 1718, where it fell uh, to British control. Oh, so he mm -hmm. was the last... He was the last. In December of 1718 um, is is when when this happened. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So obviously they are taking all of the players and moving them around the board as they want. Um, uh, right. He could have been the figurehead at the time and just not actually been governing. Um, and That's maybe he, also I don't possible. know. I haven't seen it. Maybe he is governing. Like, mm -hmm. maybe he has to sail in for a council. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
you know. Or, or maybe, you know, he just kind of like delegated duties to yeah. Spanish Jackie for the time that he was away, yeah. you know, like he seems right. blasé enough to have done something like that, where he doesn't need like the ego that comes yeah. from like, you know, being there. And again, I think it's also okay that this fictional, you know, retelling of these mm-hmm. historical events don't exactly follow the historical events. Like, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. What impression did you get from when we see the uh, the Republic of Pirates as to how historically accurate it, it was? Now, obviously, it's stylized. Yes, there you go. I was going to say that. As far as, like, the level of violence or the, the atmosphere or the, you know, I'm just curious as to how on the nose they are. Um, and I guess it doesn't really matter. This is just a very intimidating place that Steve right. is going into with <laughs> just mm-hmm. complete obtuse confidence. There I mean, it was a little frustrating to be like, seriously, <sighs> not one person told you like when you came out dressed in all white, you dressed the hostage in all white. Lucius was dressed in all white. Yeah. Not one of the other crew was like, you are going to get yourself killed. Like, we've all been here before, and this is not going to work. Instead, they're like, okay, <laughs> bye. Yeah, exactly. Once <laughs> once he starts sing, sing-songing, man for sale, that's when the others just kind of like, you know, split. They just go. They're like, this is not going to end well for anybody. <laughs> I love it. Lucius is like, I don't think it means what you think it means. Oh, sure it does. Men for sale. Check out this lovely booty. (laughs) I wanted to die. I I had, you know, usually I'm pretty good with secondhand embarrassment. Like I, I kind of, I appreciate it because I think it's funny. But here there was really like, that line had been crossed where I was like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> and of course, immediately, as soon as and Lucius is expressing reservations. And I just wish some of yes. the rest of the crew would have been like, even Buttons, Buttons, of all people mm-hmm. who recommended going to the Republic of Pirates should have been like, you're going to get yourself killed. Change mm-hmm. your clothes. Dress <laughs> differently. Right. Uh, or maybe Aluande who wanted to like keep the peace yeah. so badly. You know, I feel yeah. like somebody would have said something. But I kind of appreciate, again, like this absurd uh, difference between who Steed presents himself to be yes. and the situation that he's running into so blindly. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, of course, as soon as they step off the boat, um, somebody dies extremely bloody and gross and puts their hands down Lucius's overcoat and immediately (laughs) steed is like oh couldn't you have sidestepped (laughs) it's so cute and so he tells him to take the coat off and this will be a running gag where lucius just gets dunked on the entire time oh the entire yeah (laughs) (laughs) so funny he says it's a power move and you know in in a different society where he came from dressing all in white would be a power move because it puts yourself in in a different status from the Mm -hmm. workers who are all dirty and can't avoid getting dirt on their clothes so again he's applying the wealthy standards to piracy 
I think that this shows that he is where he comes from. He must be quite politically savvy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, of course, applying this to the, you know, the Republic of Pirates yeah. was probably not the most savvy thing. Um, it <laughs> ignores the differences between where he yes. comes from and where he wants to go. But I think that this overall shows like uh, a political savvy in his own world that we haven't quite seen yet. True, true. Um, I wrote in my notes, he's so freaking jaunty. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Men and for you sale. know, the whole like, uh, yeah. Healthy, sturdy, obedient men for sale. Oh my goodness. Oh, you're, you're not selling what you think you are, my dear. And it's his little, like, I've never felt so at home. That just yeah. like gets me because, because, you know, he, he stands out so much. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, again, because it's so stylized, like we know that this is a place that is not meant to feel homely. Um, yes. But he still feels like, you know, this is where he belongs. And I think that to a certain degree, there's like a little bit of like this kind of made me think or rethink uh, how I think of belonging, because sometimes, you yeah. know, maybe people do stand out a lot. Mm-hmm. And they might not look like they belong, but maybe they feel like they belong. And that's really what matters. Yeah. Well, and also the blind confidence of someone who's never really suffered any uh, discrimination. Oh, yes. That's true. Um, Absolutely. So. Of course. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the rich white man walking in like, surely everything will just work out for me. And, you know, that that's the that's ultimately what is happening here. But of course, we love him so much that we're giving him that grace. Actually, something that you just said made me think of something else. And this is like Mm -hmm. the phenomenon of like, well, it's tourism, basically, where white people will go to a predominantly uh, black or brown country Mm -hmm. and just be like, oh, I've never felt so at home. And it's like, (laughs) "Mm, okay, uh, you know, (laughs) so and this is, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm, I can't believe mm -hmm. I didn't see that until you... You mentioned it and the fact that he's dressed all in white and it's oof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We I'm can't having dig- a bit of an epiphany. <laughs> you can't dig too deep on this because otherwise then you're like, oh, that's gross. But I think, you know, they're well, going no, but somewhere. It's a commentary and it's a good commentary it because is. again, it gets us to think about that and to, to mm-hmm. kind of like rethink our own, our own biases and, mm-hmm. um, and if that's not the goal of media, or if, if that's not the goal of the media that I consume, then mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what is. Well, and honestly, he it didn't go well for him. So nope. it's not like he went in there blindly, assuming it wouldn't work out, and it did because he was rich and because mm-hmm. he was confident. It really mm-hmm. didn't work out well. So It didn't work out well because he didn't listen to the, the locals, basically, yeah. the people mm-hmm. who do belong there who told him to stop saying men for sale, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that there's that too, to be, to be taken into account. Mm-hmm. So we cut over to uh, Alawande and Jim, and they see Jim has a wanted poster for 50 doubloons. And <laughs> so we see Jim's former name was uh, Bonificia... Jimenez, which is not a great cover, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, you kind of look like someone I knew named Jimenez. Oh, yeah, my name's Jim. Hmm. Kind of sounds yeah. like them, too. Like, come on, Jim. I just think Jim doesn't give a fuck. Like, like yeah, come at me, uh, yeah. whatever, obviously. Clearly, Jim is very fiery, and so they just, yes. they sometimes they clearly don't think through things with um, the prudence that maybe Aluande would. Yeah. And Aluande is so scared of, of this coming to a head, which it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate I hate that journey for him. He's just so sweet. And I'm like, come on, Jim. He, you know, he's your friend. Like, don't mm-hmm. put him in this situation. But, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think that there was something very uh, there was something a little unfair about Jim putting Alawande in this in this mm-hmm. situation for a dagger. But again, like maybe we don't we don't know the story sure. of the dagger. Clearly it's sure. got like Jim's last name on it. That, mm-hmm. So that that there must be something that's very important about it. Yeah. And you know, Obviously, Alawande met Jim, mm-hmm. procured loyalty to Jim, probably knowing who Jim was. Jim's probably always been this way. So, oh yeah, there you go. Like it's it's one of those things where like he knew what he was doing when he became yeah. friends with Jim, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I don't want to like oo woo him too much and be like leave him no, alone, for sure. even though he's so sweet. <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, um, Jim is angry that it's only 50 doubloons. So then we cut back to Steed and a man approaches them thinking he's a sex worker. Um, and then Lucius has to kind of explain that to him because he thinks, oh, I'm going to get all three of you. Oh, no. Only one of us is for sale. Oh, uh, he says, he says, oh, so the other two are going to watch, you know. And so it's just a really cute bit. And it says, uh, we could have made magic. The man we says as he magic. walks away. Yes. Uh, exactly that was so good i loved how genuinely he was interested in steed too (laughs) yeah he's like all right fancy man (laughs) (laughs) um so jim finds spanish jackie's place um Mm -hmm. and at that point steed walks up to them and says oh this place looks nice and as olawande is trying to say oh no no we can't go in here there's no reason to go in here everyone leave Jim has already slipped in to go in there and, and Steed's like, well, Jim went in, so let's go. <laughs> and so then they go up to Spanish Jackie's sign and, and ask, and the hostage and Steed are standing there and he asks Luc- Lucius to sketch them. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just it's so the whole funny. like, Oh, take a picture of us in front of the yeah. sign. Yeah. You know, like again, it's, it's, it's the, it's the white tourist going. It's a white tourist thing. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. And he tells he tells the hostage to look tortured, <laughs> and he does. And what's funny is if you watch the hostage this entire time, he is completely in agreement with Steed the entire time. Like when he's walking through, and he's like, you know, oh, they're gonna think you're a sex worker. Like the the hostage is like, what? Like he's confused too. And then when Steed tells him, oh, he's going to sketch us now look tortured. Like he pulls a face to look tortured. Like he is on Steed's level of, well, because they're from this, from similar backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. It's just so funny that he's not looking at him like you idiot. You know, he's (laughs) like, yeah. mm -hmm. Why would they think that? You tell him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then Steed, is entering Spanish Jackie's and he says, like we rehearsed and Lucius is forced to announce him. Hear ye, hear ye. And then he's like, and then everyone stops to look and he's like, Oh fuck. 
Please join me in welcoming from his for his regional debut, the Brigard of Barbados, the cream of the Caribbean, the, the gentleman the pirate. <laughs> I'm so interested on why Lucius would do this. I'm so interested in how the power dynamic is that Lucius would agree to it. I don't feel like Steed is too intimidating for you to be able to be like, I'm not doing that. It's going to get us killed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. it kind of, it depicts Lucius as a wet blanket very much, mm -hmm. which makes me wonder how he has... Because again, like this, his background piques my interest. Yeah, and they and later on we'll talk a little bit, a tiny peek into his background that I'm like, oh, but he seems to have a good grasp on what will and will not go over very mm -hmm. well. But he's not expressing that to Steed, and when he does express it to Steed, Steed's like, we'll rebuff him, and Lucius lets it go, and he like, but to put himself out there. And to stand there and give that speech, it just, I was like, why are you doing this, dude? Like, I, you could have said, right. I'm not doing that. And Steed would have had to accept you. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he, you well, you know him well enough by now that he wouldn't like, you know, shoot you or kill right. you or kick you off the boat. He, you know, <laughs> it's just funny to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that there's definitely something there that I'm, I'm yeah. wondering about because I don't understand it. Yeah, but again, yeah. I very much appreciate the absurd humor that comes yes, from it. I so, I, so I don't want to question it too much because I think it's <laughs> so funny how it happens. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I completely true. agree with you that it doesn't make sense to me at this moment in the story. Yeah. These initial episodes I've seen online, people are like, I can't believe everyone thinks the first three or four are boring, you know, blah, blah, blah. This sets up everything. And I agree. I also think that dissecting them like we're going like we are mm -hmm. is a little difficult because nobody wants you to dissect a joke you know nobody wants you right. to be like well actually you're like it's a joke <laughs> you know so I think for a podcast at least in the later episodes there's going to be so much meat but okay. on these sometimes it's a little sparse because if you start going into the why and and the how to fours it's just a little bit uh, ruining the whole vibe of it. So yeah, I, I want to ask those questions, but also don't want to yeah. like, but wait a minute, why? You know? <laughs> no, but I think that there's like a happy middle and a line to toe. Yeah. Where and hopefully we are can, doing that. I, 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 th I think we're doing a, a, an okay job at that, where we do have questions about about Lucius and why he's doing the things that he does, but we also recognize mm -hmm. that it was just like, for me, the highlight of the episode. That yes, moment is the highlight so of the episode. The cream of the Caribbean. The cream why? of the Caribbean. I mean, who says what? that? <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> and and Steed's in the background mouthing the words. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. So funny. Um, so he he pops up and says. I may be landed gentry, but I'm thrilled to be granted entry. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, and then he says the drinks are on us, and that prompts someone to throw a drink onto Lucius, and of course, ruining even further his outfit. Yeah. 
And yeah, so we meet Geraldo, played by Fred Armisen. He's the Saturday Night Live Portlandia guy. And so he is like the the barkeep. Alawande approaches him and is like, and Geraldo is like, oh, you have some ball. He talks a lot about balls. He says, you have some rock hard balls coming back here a lot. (laughs) Why are you talking about balls so much, dude? (laughs) Maybe he likes them. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, Jim is there too. And Alawande is like, yeah, this is Jim. You don't, you don't know them. You know, Jim's a mute and all this stuff. So this leads us to Spanish Jackie, who is played by Leslie Jones. Did you feel just before we move on to to Spanish Jackie, did you feel that Geraldo kind of sounded like a jilted lover? Yes. Because it felt like it had the same feel as like some of them. Well, you have some balls coming back mm. here you know like but just because it's it's a line that we've heard before it's a trope right so it's right i just you know we, we get distracted by mm. the ball description yeah. <laughs> but, but i think at its core this line is is like a jilted lover kind of thing or it feels like it it is interesting to think why Olawande left like if he's commenting about Alawande and later on we find out Jackie says, oh, it's just curious you left at the same time as as Bonificia Jimenez did, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't make that connection. So Alawande left for a reason if Geraldo is saying something to him like that, you know. So I, I'd like mm-hmm. to know what made him be in their in their book, you know, mm-hmm. in their bad graces, I guess. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of questions there. So, uh, Day has to go over to Spanish Jackie, and Jim mm-hmm. is not invited uh, because they don't know Jim yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, there's a real intimidating scene where Alawande is trying to explain himself, and Jackie is putting a lot of heat on him. To oh yeah, it. definitely. And Jackie is just so iconic. First of all, yes. I want her suit, her red velvet suit. <laughs> so cool. um, I need yeah. one. I did not know that I needed this in my life, but I do. So thank yeah. you, Spanish Jackie, for that. <laughs> I also have a little bit of information about who Spanish Jackie may have been. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there's a. So we we're not too sure if the person that I'm about to to talk about is real or completely fictional, but there are a lot of oral reports of a um, a female pirate called Jacotte de la Haye, uh-huh. and she was mixed race. Uh, she, she had a French father and a Haitian mother, okay. and uh, she had striking red hair, which would explain, you know, like the red suit mm-hmm. in this particular episode. And again, maybe she was real we're not too sure because the only written reports that we have of her are from a fiction writer Mm -hmm. Uh, the rest is all oral history so it's unsure uh what if if she was real or not and she would have been you know my my french heart is a little bit sad that they made her spanish and not french but Mm. i will i will (laughs) i will go along with spanish jackie i'm okay with it yes (laughs) um jackie seems to speak in the third person and um it just is a very intimidating presence and yeah. it looks like so well it does it is explained that Alawande is the one who recommended Jim 
for a waitress mm-hmm. in Spanish Jackie. So there is some sort of accountability there, apparently, because mm-hmm. of what happened. Yeah. Jim stabbed her favorite husband. And Jackie calls them the bitch who stole my life, the bitch who stole my joy. Mm. Uh, but it's not like you had anything to do with that. And then <laughs> there's this thing about being gauche, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is really... Again, there's this upholding, this importance of, of some rules, right? Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. Izzy earlier. Yeah. Yeah. There's There's a way you accord yourself and... Jim did not do that that way. And right. Yeah. So, and just calling it gauche was just so funny. I thought it was kind of gauche. And he's like, uh, and Jackie's like, I appreciate that kid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I find, I find that. So the first time that I watched that moment, I found it a little hard to decipher because again, because of some of the actions earlier in this episode where I'm willing to kind of suspend disbelief, particularly when it comes to Lucius uh, saying, you know, making his announcement just to kind of like be able to laugh at the joke. I I didn't know in this moment if I was supposed to be like, oh, for sure, Spanish Jackie knows, or if I was supposed yeah. to again suspend disbelief and just like laugh at the fact that Aluande is incredibly tense. Like I didn't quite know mm. how to take that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. I was I was very worried for Aluande. I was very worried for Jim. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. there was so much tension. But yeah, you don't know if yes. Jackie's just, you know, because you've seen people, they've put these people who are supposedly super intimidating and super competent and then kind of showed you their underbellies and they're absolutely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, it could be one of those. Or it could be, yes, they actually are very scary and competent. So... And I think, I think maybe for all of them, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, probably. Very true. Yeah. So Steve goes up to the bar and says, barkeep. And instead of, what can I get you? Oh my God. (laughs) He wants wine. They said they don't have wine. Well, then what's all over my boy? That's blood. Doesn't look like blood to me. It looks like wine, but whatever. It looks like wine Um, too. But again, whatever. (laughs) I'll I'll laugh at the joke. (laughs) Yeah. He says, I mean, we serve that. Do you want blood? <laughs> I think we'll go for something stronger. And like, so they show this, all this disgusting stuff. And then there's a jar. There's like a, like a fishbowl looking thing with a lid on it. And he says, oh, we'll have some of this. First of all, I, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I'm so grossed out by this. So it was juice. From the nose jar. Water? No. Liquid? No. Juice from the nose jar. I know that you can't see me, but I like buried my face in my hands and I just like silently (laughs) laughed because it's just, again, the, 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 the embarrassment that I feel is just, I've never heard of a more disgusting thing to consume. And of course... They neither so has they, Lucius. No, they get it. They take a drink. Uh, he says something about um, what does he call it? He says that it's nutty. <laughs> he says, oh. "What's it called? It's called juice from the nose jar." Jackie's been collecting them for years, and then they cut to this disgusting jar that has noses floating around in it. It's so gross. <laughs> Oh, um. I don't know why, but I just had this thought. 
Do you, I don't know if you know that song, like Jar of Hearts. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like there would be a lovely parody. Yes, Jar of Noses. Have you ever heard of what a filk is? A filk is a parody song. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, you can write a filk jar of noses. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I think that that needs to happen. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Wait, you do that, don't you? <laughs> I've written several filks in my day. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe maybe a little after podcast project. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So then uh, suddenly we hear I've. I have a few colleagues in there and that's Izzy hands. Mm. And so Izzy hands has witnessed them being completely ridiculous. Dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel vindicated for Izzy where he's like, they are idiots, you know, yeah. like this was a fluke that they beat me. Like I will be able to best them. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he does not, but he doesn't. He, I know. No. <laughs> I feel bad for Izzy. Like, I feel bad I, for him. I know. He's trying know. to comport himself as a proper pirate. There are things you do and there's things you don't do. And this guy is just fucking with him at every turn. You know? I have a question for you, actually, about that. Because what what is it about Izzy that makes Steed, like, so... And act so antagonistically with yeah, him? Yeah. That's true. Because it's like... You love pirates. You love how all these people act. You know, you, you're you not nasty to Geraldo. You're not nasty yeah. to the men later when you're trying to auction the pirate. Like, you're nasty to Izzy. And I guess because he, well, he didn't really steal the hostages. He bought them from the indigenous people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't really, it's, it's. The only thing that I can kind of like chalk it up to is that like there's something in Izzy that gets him. You know, yeah. like there are some people like that where you're just like, I don't know why, but I don't like them. Yeah. They just bring this out of me. And I feel like this is what's happening with Steed and Izzy. And same for Izzy because Izzy hates mm. him. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know why he hates him. Right. <laughs> right. Like there's more, there's more of an explanation. It's more relatable. But <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting because I don't know why he just immediately hated him because he even mm -hmm. like they were cordial to each other, even when they were fighting, like he sliced up his shirt and he was like, oh, you're really good at that. Like there wasn't nastiness. He compromised with him and he says this right. isn't over Mr. Bonnet, but I mean, of all you've read pirate stories, Steed, you probably know that that was the case. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really that's interesting. Why does he hate him? He doesn't have any reason to. But yeah, he there must be something about him that he can't stand. Well, I mean, clearly, again, set up. And OK, now that we're talking about Izzy, mm -hmm. I want to know also because Izzy never says who his boss is. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's a big sticking point for me because he goes back and tells him. Like, oh, he didn't want to meet with you. And Blackbeard's like, what? And I'm like, because you never told him, is he? Exactly. So mm -hmm. he never says that his boss is Blackbeard. And, but then he goes back to Blackbeard and says that, yes, I did say that Blackbeard wanted to meet yes. him. And so there's this, like, little, like, conniving way about Izzy mm -hmm. where, like, He's trying to set Steed up. He's like, or or maybe that's what I think that that's what's happening. Well, no, where he's he like is poking Blackbeard. He wants Blackbeard to get angry and be like, okay, exactly. we'll just kill him then. Just kill him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's like, 
I will show you true wrath and that will come in the form of Blackbeard attacking you. Yes. And I think that he's he's helping set up Steed for that. And Blackbeard, yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. Or he's trying at the very least. So going back to Izzy not telling him what uh, what his boss's name is. He says, sorry to have to tell you this, Iggy. And the way Izzy <laughs> corrects him through his teeth, he's Izzy. He's so angry. He's so disrespected. He's like, oh my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> I, I just find it funny how that's like something that men tend to do to make other men feel small. Mm-hmm. Like to, to use a, a wrong form of their name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a tactic. Yeah, and and we don't see that kind of toxic masculinity from Steed usually, but yeah. Izzy brings it out of him, it seems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he says that he's busy fencing the remaining hostage, a.k.a. the one you didn't manage to steal. And I'm going to quibble with you again. He bought them fair and square off of the indigenous people's Mm-hmm. And then when Steed bested him, Steed could have taken both of them. And he's Steed is the one who offered the compromise and offered them to keep one. Absolutely. I I agree with you. I mean, I'm certainly not going to be talking about like the the intricacies of like buying people, but sure, uh, there's sure. definitely No, no, no. And uh, this isn't like a uh anything to kind of make you feel bad about what you said, but oh, yeah. it's like it's it's just I don't think that Steed ha- is presenting an accurate version of what actually happened. I agree mm-hmm. with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says, oh, I'll tell my captain you're declining then. And Steed yeah. says, or tell him he's got terrible taste in flunkies and he can go suck eggs in hell. <laughs> <laughs> and Do you know what a flunky is? Because I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah, a flunky's like a like a toady, like a sidekick or a or a minion or a yes you know, yeah there you go underling. i didn't know that i was like oh this is oh, okay. interesting i feel like i'm learning <laughs> so much yeah. like, in terms of, and and i'm a very fluent english speaker and i'm constantly looking up words on this show oh funny yeah. all right so he says izzy says gladly and then they cut back to um spanish jackie olawande jim they're all sitting around the table spanish jackie mentions that the body of the dead husband is in the back room, an altar yeah. to him is mm-hmm. with a couple of his mementos. And that really piques Jim's interest. And then Jackie gets called away and Olawande is like, okay, this is enough. And Jim says, Oh, I think she's probably got my dagger back in there. So then here's what we learn. The whole point of going back there is to get this dagger yeah. that they probably used to kill this man. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think if I was, if I was making an altar to my dead husband, I wouldn't probably use keep the instrument that killed him. Yeah. But perhaps maybe the dagger was something that got stolen beforehand. I don't know. Or maybe maybe Spanish Jackie specifically kept it because she wanted to uh, like try to get Jim back. I, uh, oh, not back, true. but like to try to, you know, like a like a honeypot kind of thing. Yeah, well we find out that it's calculated, so yeah, Very true. exactly. Very true. Of course, Alawande thinks uh, that this is a terrible idea, but then there's a distraction and Jim slips away and goes into the back room anyway. Mm-hmm. And we cut over to Steed trying to sell his remaining hostage. 
and uh, they start kind of like a bidding war between these two people. Very, he's very um, savvy at doing that because they're like, "Oh, well, I'll give you twenty doubloons for him," and they're like, "Oh, seems a tad low." And he takes their love. He, they're playing cards, so he kind of takes their love of gambling and pits them yeah. against each other, so that they're increasing their bids. Mm-hmm. So again, kind of showing like a savvy, a savviness that we don't often see in him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lucius is like, should we attempt to lower the temperature? And he's like, no, 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 don't be scared. This is a bidding war. Oh, it's starting to look like an actual war. Uh, So then there's kind of like a bar brawl starts to happen. Uh, We cut to Jim, who is uh, where the altar to the dead husband is. And actually it looks like like the mummified body of the husband is. Mm-hmm. and wants to find the dagger um and Jackie comes in and says I knew you were I knew you were a thief um yeah. but then starts to like try to rub up on Jim oh I love I love a thief yeah yeah so we're cutting back and forth between this and the bar brawl so Jim is like reaching for their beard to un to reveal themselves is that what, is that how you saw it yes Yes, that's how oh, I saw it. Because okay. Spanish Jackie's like rubbing up on them and everything and saying these things. And Jim reaches for like their jawline and like yeah. cups cups their fingers like they're getting ready to rip off their beard to be like, ha ha, guess who it is? That's so okay. No, I, I find that fascinating because I saw it as as Jim trying to hold the beard in place. Mm. But mm, okay. I, I, I see what you're saying because I, yeah, no. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I think knowing who Jim is, Jim would appreciate the, the grandeur of, of the reveal. The grand reveal. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but before Jim can do that, there's a crash and <laughs> Jackie says, my nose is, my nose <laughs> runs away because the nose jar has been tipped over and broken. <laughs> Oh, and the noses are on the floor. <laughs> noses are all over the floor and Steed's picking them up. But did you notice in that moment that like there is a dead man right next to Steed and, yeah. and the noses that he's picking up so anxiously and he's picking up the noses like that's what worries him, not the dead man. And I just think that it's such a, a change like or at least it shows like that he's very scared of Spanish Jackie much more yeah. than he would be. Of like being responsible for that man's death in any yeah, way, shape, or yeah. form, <laughs> which is again a stark contrast to episode one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's <gasps> learned a lot, hasn't he? Yep. He wants Lucius to help him pick them up. Lucius says, "No, I'm not going to do that. Sorry." And you see here, Lucius says no. Yeah. And Steve yeah. doesn't like say anything about it. He's like, "Oh, okay, fine. I'll pick them up okay. myself." <laughs> so Jackie gets a blade underneath mm. his nose and yeah. like move he stands up because she's moving the blade up and so she's about to cut off his nose mm-hmm. yep and this is where it gets interesting where you know i think it's geraldo that says um that blackbeard is interested in steed or was asking about steed yeah and that's when spanish jackie kind of backs down and that's you know how we were wondering who was in charge of of the republic mm-hmm. i think that maybe that was kind of a way to say like oh you know our our <laughs> our governor <laughs> has interest in this man he is his mm. don't you know 
Yeah, he commands so much respect. And yeah, maybe he does have a status in there that we don't know about yet. Yeah, there you go. Because there's definitely something that happens when Spanish Jackie learns this, where she backs off Mm -hmm. entirely. Yeah. Yeah. And she says he's banished from the bar. She says, you're an idiot. And you're banished. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's thanking yeah. her and says, do not darken my doorstep again. Mm-hmm. And Lucius squeezes past Jackie and says, oh, let me just squeeze past then. Thank you so much for having us. And of course, Steed can't stop saying, well, the gentleman pirate bids you all. And then he, somebody throws something at him. So he runs. It's yeah, like, exactly. Steed, come on, Steed. <laughs> just so he's so. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So here's where we cut to Blackbeard's ship. And Izzy ex- mm-hmm. yeah. said, I explicitly told them Blackbeard mm-hmm. desired his company. And that is a an outright lie. Yep. Izzy, Izzy, Izzy. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, but does he know who I am? And he said, seemed to. Yeah. So Blackbeard's like, okay, well, you said he's a complete idiot. So it's possible that you said blackbeard wants to meet you and he just somehow does not know who i am and it's funny because there's an insecurity there because he's mother right. blackbeard and he's there like oh maybe he doesn't know who i am oh my god katie <laughs> that's what i picked up on immediately when i heard it i was like that is so interesting that like yeah. this this legend who cultivated his own mythos with coils in his beard mm-hmm. would be like but does this idiot know who I am? You know, like it, there's like this, like he wants to make sure that he is known of him mm-hmm. that I find before like he, very, I don't know. Before he pops off at the hip and says, well, you just offended me. He's like, well, maybe he doesn't know who I am. And he says, fascinating. And he's just, mm-hmm. he's fascinated by this person. And I just think that he's met a million different pirates that are all trying to be him or be like him. And this person is so not. Mm-hmm. And so he's fascinated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's it's very interesting. I'm just kind of so interested in seeing how these two men are mm-hmm. fascinated with the image of the other. And because I don't yeah. want to say that they're fascinated with each other because they don't know each other. The only right. thing that they know is is the, 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 the rumors about themselves, about each other. Yeah. And we know that Blackbeard's been probably talked about. Steed's, Steed has probably read about Blackbeard, everything. But what we see in the show mm-hmm. is one of Steed's crew members telling him supposed firsthand accounts of Blackbeard. Yeah. And what we're seeing on Blackbeard's ship is one of his crew members telling supposed firsthand accounts of mm. Steed. So they're very much together Mm -hmm. and being told about one another. And some of those things, most of those things are lies. Yeah, exactly. And so they're both on the same level at this point. They're both Mm -hmm. pirate captains. They're both being told these stories and they're both Mm -hmm. fascinated and respectful of each other. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see when those collide. No, oh, I'm so excited. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Let's get to it. Yeah. Continue. Continue. Okay. Okay. See, this is what I mean when I say I'm getting antsy. Like it just feels yes. like, ah, I just want to get to it. Building you know? and building and building. Yes. And I can't wait for you to watch the next episode. It's I'm so, so excited. Good. So, and then I, I won't be able to torture you anymore like that because I haven't seen it anymore. So we'll both be, we're both be antsy. Okay. Great. So Steed says, I'm starting to think 
you're not the only one who's not cut out for this, Lucius. (laughs) Which is just so funny to me. (laughs) That he's like, you suck, but maybe I suck too. (laughs) And you're like, God, it's the recognition from Steed that Lucius is not a good pirate. (laughs) And that maybe he's not a great pirate either. Like it's just there's something so funny about that line. Ugh. The hostage says, don't be too hard on yourself. Anyone could break a nose jar. And Steve gets so upset. He's like, this is what I'm talking about. We shouldn't have this kind of rapport. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Poor guy, indeed. I know. Like, he's like, oh, maybe I'm not very good at doing what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Steve. And of course, this this hostage is on his same level. They're from the same kind of society. Like, of course he's Mm going to connect with him, but like, he doesn't want to be a part of that society anymore. He wants to be a pirate captain. So please stop acting like you understand me because it just reminds me of my former life. Oh, Steve. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So then a really creepy person comes up and says that they want to buy parts of the hostage. hostage. And of course, Steed is like, no, and says, I'll do the disassembly myself. Yeah, I think for me that like, that was just so like that person really did not need to to give that detail. They could have just said, yeah, I'll I'll buy the hostage. You know, I'm I'm good. Yeah. And then said nothing. And and Steed would have never known. But it's the whole Mm. like, oh, I want parts and I'll do the disassembly myself. Like, oh, oh, you're you're something else. You. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the appeal is is to see the shock on the people's face and and possibly other pirates who were selling hostages never cared about it so they're like okay right, yeah well because the person does seem like surprised that they cared mm yeah yeah so they are definitely different than the norm right right so Geraldo comes in and actually moves the guy off and says mm. we need to talk uh, when you came in, I didn't think you had balls. You know, of course, it's all the balls. Again, the balls. balls, balls. <laughs> Maybe he's the one who should go to the ballroom. Yeah. <laughs> he would love the ballroom. He would love the ballroom. It would be his favorite yeah. place. So many balls. <laughs> so rock many hard balls. balls. <laughs> Huge rock hard. <laughs> Huge rock hard so balls. So descriptive. I <laughs> uh, said when I saw you saw how you handle yourself with Jackie, I was like, oh, man, he's got balls for days. Balls for days. Balls for days. So now he's being pumped up again. He's so happy. Yeah. And so he says he has a side hustle with an exclusive client, but he only deals with Mm. refined types like yourself. Um. And so Steed is very interested and is like, "Okay, we're we're finally gonna do what we came here to do." Yeah. We go back to the ship. Alawande is angry at Jim and says, "You know." Uh, you almost got us killed. You know, she didn't even have the dagger. And she did because it was on Steed's nose. Yeah. And said, I would have had it if you didn't rush us out of there. Yeah, which, you know, yeah. realistic, Jim? Realistic or no? Yeah. No? I don't know. It's I in Spanish know. Jackie's hand. Really? What? How are you going to get that? Yeah, how are you going to get that? So um, Lucius knocks on the door. And of course, it's this very like... Hey guys, oh guy, well guy, well guy and a lady, and they're like, oh okay. Jim, Jim is like, all right, you're you're dead if you can't, <laughs> if you can't keep your mouth shut. Yeah, 
then it turns out that Lucius pickpocketed the dagger from Spanish Jackie when he squeezed yes. past her. Mm-hmm. Which is so interesting to me. Like, he's yeah. like, oh, I'm a bit of a pickpocket. From back in the day. From back in the day. What does that mean, Lucius? I mean, and you could be a, a, a rich boy in high society and still pickpocket. Sure. But, did, you know, did that get him shunned? Did that get him turned out? Like, what? Yeah. So, just so interested. I love getting mm-hmm. little glimpses of backstory. Yeah. And Jim is elated. Jim is elated, kisses Lucius. Um, and of course, Alawande, you know, it, it's so sad because it says, now this, this is a good friend and kisses yeah. Lucius. And it's like, Alawande's trying to help too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because Alawande is a good friend as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just love Lucius's confusion after that. Like, <laughs> Am I allowed to? Because, well, I mean, because Lucius has expressed his desire for men. Yeah. Jim is dressed as a man. Like it's, but Lucius very much sees Jim not as a man anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah, just very interesting. <laughs> He's like, I'm very, uh, am I allowed to like this? Right. I think at this point, we're not too sure if the show is going to consider Jim as trans. Right. Um, because I think that while while this is obviously trans people have existed since the dawn of time, uh, the 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 way that we talk about trans people today is quite different from the way that we did in 1717. And so I know that while I was watching it, I was kind of wondering, okay, so are they seeing Jim as a woman or are they Mm -hmm. seeing him as a man? Like, how do other characters perceive this character? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested, too. Uh, and obviously it's revealed later, so yeah. It, okay. And I think it is, I think it's handled later. I'm talking about, it was revealed later in this episode, but then I think from the rumblings I've heard on the internet and I uh, have tried to avoid, I think it's discussed and dealt with and handled. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I know, I, I you know, again, because of cultural osmosis, I know that uh, people refer to Jim or use they, them when it comes to Mm -hmm. Jim. And that's what we've been doing since the beginning. But clearly in the show, that's not happening yet. Caveat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I seem Mm -hmm. to understand that it does happen later, but I don't, I don't know that for sure. So it's, it's like, I, I'm using they, them because that's what I've been told. And I don't, I don't question when people tell me this, but sure again, we don't quite know how other characters are going to react to this. And I think that for me, right. like that's where the, the drama and the intrigue kind of lies. And again, we're hearing stuff through fandom and sometimes mm-hmm. fandom speaks in hyperbole. Sometimes yes. fandom <laughs> draws their own conclusion and it's fanon mm-hmm. and not canon. And mm-hmm. we're not really sure where that lies just yet. So we're just kind of respecting the pronouns that we've been told. Mm-hmm. They just so happen to be pronouns that you also kind of use when you don't know sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that kind exactly. of helps too. Like someone left their jacket on the chair when exactly. you don't know they, them is perfectly acceptable. Right. So because we have that information and because it falls in line with a socially acceptable way of using it when you don't know, mm-hmm. that's something that's easier for us to, to kind of adopt carte blanche without having to research it too much. Now, yeah. if anything changes within the show and like 
maybe let's say there's a two episode arc where Jim is like, oh, no, no, I'm, I use she. We can refer to that, you know, and change. Of course. But that's kind of where we're coming from. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I think I think it's just interesting because Lucius is trying to kind of make sense of how he sees Jim in that yes. moment, right? Yeah. Like, do I see Jim as a man or do I see Jim as a woman? Because that, mm-hmm. that just turned me on and I'm not turned on by women. Yeah. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe I think of Jim as a man. Maybe Jim is a man. Like, it's just like that, you know, that, that kind of like, uh, yeah, that, that thought process that's happening in his mind. Mm -hmm. That happens to a lot of people. So yeah, that's interesting. It's like, oh, I didn't think I was attracted to that kind of thing. Oh, (laughs) oh, interesting. (laughs) So now we're back, we're on the deck with Steed and Geraldo. Geraldo is is just so smarmy. He's so smarmy. And he's just kind of skulking around the deck. And he's like, yes, mm. this is going to be great. This is my friend. You know, these are my friends. They're approaching this vessel. And he says, oh, that doesn't look like a private vessel. And he goes, oh, it's not. And his friends are the Spanish Navy. Mm-hmm. And so they are now arranging to supposedly sell this hostage to the Spanish Navy. I don't really know what Steed was expecting to happen on that ship, but, you know... <laughs> He I don't know. trusted Geraldo just to the point of, again, where is Buttons? Where is his crew saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh? Where is yeah. Alawande? Where's Jim saying, no, 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 he's not trustworthy? Mm-hmm. Like, they know him. Yeah. I don't know. It's I, I guess they've just approached, approached Steed as sink or swim. You know, sink or swim, yeah. hope you don't get us killed, sort of thing. I feel like this is kind of, and this, uh, maybe I'm, okay, so in, in, sorry, to break for a second, to break from story for sure. a moment, in my other podcast, we do this thing where we separate our reading of the the narrative of the show versus mm-hmm. like the critical thinking with regards to the show. And I think in this yeah. moment, this is kind of what happens, where if we look solely at narrative, what happens mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense unless, like you said, it's a sink or swim approach. But if we look at it a bit more critically, uh, we're kind of thinking like, okay, well, you know, they're doing this for, to move the narrative forward. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a plot device. Yeah. 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 That's true. And, and also it's probably every person for themselves, you know, it's like, well, I just, I just think there would be a little bit more like, no, 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 you can't do this because you're going to get us all killed. You know, it's not, you're going to get killed and we'll go to another pirate ship. Like, no, we're yeah. all going to get killed. Like, yeah. we've seen how they react to him and how they discuss things with him and they voice yeah. their opinions. So, again, yeah. I, I agree. This felt a little like, why didn't anybody say something? Yeah. <laughs> like, Roach um, and, made and food <laughs> to bring. You can't possibly yeah. tell me that this is a usual <laughs> thing. And it's so <sighs> funny to me that... um if we're treating this show as reality that any of them got back on the boat, (laughs) like they're at the Republic of pirates. They're like, actually I'm good. (laughs) You all go on without me (laughs) with, with the exception of Jim and all the one day was like, no, 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 we actually do need to leave this place. But like, yeah, exactly. They just needed a getaway car. Yeah. A getaway boat. Um, Yes. (laughs) Getaway ship. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so all right, so then they send they send a tender over. Uh, so it is Jim, 
Roach, Lucius, the hostage, Geraldo, and Steed are on this tender moving <sighs> over to the Spanish Navy. Mm-hmm. He's got these little plates of food. And he says, oh, we're bringing tapas. Tapas means little plates. Um, and Geraldo's like, yeah, I know about tapas. And he says, they're like catnip to Spaniards. <laughs> and so he says, a gentleman never arise, arrives empty handed. And it instructs Lucius, once I climb aboard, I want you to start sketching. So again, there's that whole, you can't yeah. say, I want you to take my picture. It's, I want you to start mm-hmm. sketching. Yeah, it's like, take pictures with me while I bargain with the locals. Yes. And the world's about to witness the gentleman pirate's first business transaction. Oh, they are. (laughs) At this point, everyone has ascended onto the ship, except for Steed. Steed is standing there, and it's the point of view is looking down at him. So you're not seeing anybody that's up on the ship. Um, and he starts climbing this ladder. That's not a rope ladder. It's a hard ladder. He was like, Oh no, this is a ladder. <laughs> well, yeah, because in the first episode, how much trouble he had getting back on. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that little, and the flimsy back. little that's rope like, ladder. Oh, I need to get, need to get me one of those. Exactly. We need to upgrade the ship. <laughs> yes. So this part, I was like, I literally gasped when I first watched this. Oh, I was like, too. oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause he is, he comes aboard, he stands there for a second and he is immediately run through with a blade into his yeah. gut. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a stab. Like, yeah. so he's going to die. There's no hospital. There's no, <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's this blood. Like you can see he's not doing well. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen at that point. <laughs> no, it was very gruesome. And and so he said, D- did you mean to do that? <laughs> oh, Steed. <laughs> oh. This is hard. Well, yeah, because the last time he stabbed somebody, he didn't mean to. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Mm, Steed. <laughs> well, and also, like, it's just, uh, I actually, I hate this scene because, <sighs> like, again it's just like loss of innocence and just love you know we followed this bumbling optimistic happy man and just Mm -hmm. it's all coming to a head and just getting Mm -hmm. you know and and i like the scene it's fine but it's just my heart my heart my nose yeah no i get it (laughs) yeah exactly and it's just kind of like so we've seen Lucius kind of get his white clothes completely soiled yes, uh, while yeah. they were on, on you know, at the Republic of Pirates. But um, Steed always remains in his full white yes. clothes, like doesn't get dirty at all. And in that moment, his clothes are no longer white. Mm. And yeah, so, like you said, is- the loss of innocence is... Um, is very visible here. It's blood on white. Like there's something about like a loss, a loss of innocence, a loss of virginity. Like there's, mm, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what is supposed to happen to the crew. It, Geraldo says, Oh, bring that one back. And talking about Jim and said, almost forgot Jackie wanted this for the new jar and starts to peel Jim's <laughs> fake nose off. And at this point, the crew member <laughs> start just screaming. Roach is screaming roach his head off. <laughs> roach is just so worried. Like, he's such a good bean. He's like, oh, yeah. no. Oh, my God. But then once the beard comes off, they're like, ah, oh, wait. <laughs> 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 it's like oh my god his nose and then suddenly it's jim's a woman 
Yeah, Did exactly. you know that? How would I know that? <laughs> and then Lucia said, oh, thank God it's out. I'm so bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> So Lucius, who was a pickpocket, is bad at keeping secrets. Again, like it feels yeah. like all of the information that we know about him is is kind of compiling into this very bizarre yeah, <laughs> and contradictory person. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Jim starts speaking in Spanish to Geraldo, and and she mm-hmm. can talk, uh, <laughs> and spits on Geraldo, and Geraldo says, "Actually, I'm actually super into that. So thanks. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, and there you go. It's, it, I mean, again, no, no kink shaming here. But yeah, no kink shaming, no kink shaming. I don't want to think about it too much because then if I think about it too much, it it becomes acceptable to me, and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't Fair make enough. me think about it. I'll like it. No, actually, <laughs> of all the bodily fluids, uh, saliva is my least favorite. So I don't think I'll develop that kink. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. I, th- you're safe. Yes, good for you. Yes. <laughs> from one uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh so uh, he explains that jackie made jim straight away and this was all kind of a setup and knew that this was happening um and jackie just wanted to watch you sweat a little bit and all yeah. she had to do was set a low bounty sit back and wait for you to return mm-hmm. so this shows like how smart spanish jackie really is mm-hmm. i love that yeah, it's very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So now Steed is about to be hanged. He's oh. on some sort of barrel with a noose yeah. around his neck. It just feels so real in that moment. It's very real. And he, mm-hmm. he's very pale. Well, he's been losing blood too, right? So he's yeah, probably scared what, of dying yeah. and he's like actually losing blood. Yeah. And he's about to get hanged. Like there's just, there's just a lot happening in this poor man's yeah. mind. Yeah, he asks... If there were any last words, he says, I'm sorry, guys. And Jim says, you're the worst fucking pirate captain in history. And he says so sadly, I deserve that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I understand this. But like, do you need to kick a man when he's down? (laughs) Like, it was so pitiful. Like, Mm -hmm. he failed and he's being hanged. And like, he didn't need to say that. But Jim is Jim. And you know, Jim is a hardened person and doesn't feel like they need to pull punches. So no, exactly. I and so. and I will also <laughs> argue that in part, the reason why they're there is because of Jim. Yeah, that's true. Geraldo probably wouldn't have focused his plan on this ship if it wasn't for Jim. That's true. Mm. Right. Or at least we don't know yet, but in, in my, in my understanding of, how things moved forward um you know the whole goal was to capture to capture jim yeah that's true and then after that you know steed messed up and then became a target himself but uh, to me that was secondary hmm yeah so now i'm even more mad at jim huh so i just find it interesting that jim is kind of like deflecting dang and that's the thing. Jim kind of deflects blame onto Steed, which again, I don't want to say that Steed doesn't deserve any of the blame because I sure, think he does. Sure. But the, Jim is definitely deflecting the same way that they're deflecting when it comes to like, oh, well, Lucius is a good friend. So there's clearly yes. something like yeah. in Jim that has trouble 
staying out of trouble (laughs) or admitting, admitting like their part in, in situations. So I don't know. I'm excited to, to learn more about them. When we were kind of saying that Jim was putting Aluande in danger too. So there's a little bit, exactly. Yeah. Not, not able to take responsibility and keep themselves. Mm. There's an impulsivity there. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. You nailed it. Like someone who lashes out and hurts someone and then can't really take that back, you know? Right, right. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, so it just, it hurt my heart. Right, yeah, (laughs) same. Why why do you have to say that? But it's true. It is true. He was the worst pirate captain. Again, like I said, this all came to a head. He overplayed his hand. You know, he girl bossed mm-hmm. too close to the sun, like you said. And this he is truly what did. happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's like gunshots and explosions and all kinds of stuff happening. Someone is attacking the Spanish naval ship. Yeah. What we see, though, is Steed falling and it's like a POV shot where it's kind of blurring around the edges. I thought that that was so well done. It really was. There was like a kaleidoscope effect where it was yeah. like moving and he's kind of spinning around kind of slowly. So you're seeing what he's seeing and it's very graphic. Like his face, mm-hmm. his eyes are bulging. It's very, from what I can tell, halfway accurate to someone mm-hmm. slowly being hanged. Yeah. And so then we'll see, we see shots, we see it like a shot of like a close up of his wife. And then it cuts to dinner with his family where he's on like the other side of the table. They're looking at him almost like they're seeing what's currently happening to him right now. They yeah. look very disturbed. Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? You know? And then somebody cuts him down and it's not Blackbeard because mm-hmm. Blackbeard walks from a distance. So yeah. someone has cut him down and mm-hmm. I'd be interested to know who, who did. But you see this blurry form. Of Blackbeard walking up, which is so awesome. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! Like that was such a moment. I was like, "Oh!" <gasps> Dare I detect a bit of heart eyes? Is this just Taika Waititi having like the kindest eyes, or does he have heart <laughs> eyes? I don't know. Knowing what we know, like, I don't knowing know. what we know, but- it's very possible. I also think that there's like this moment, you know, this damsel in distress saved by prince charming moment mm-hmm. right yeah. there and then where he's like almost giving him his hand and like pulling him up you know like it's very yeah. we've seen that trope before again yeah well and that's true and maybe since we were seeing his point of view from the moment that the the barrel was knocked underneath from underneath his feet we basically mm-hmm. only see his point of view now we do get shots of his face um yeah. and stuff like that but perhaps this was what he saw. This was his savior. This was the person yeah. saving him. And so like Blackbeard's brow isn't furrowed. He's not frowning. Like it's very, mm-hmm. it's a very neutral face. And I think maybe the actor's kind eyes maybe make me think hard eyes. <laughs> maybe, but I, I don't think that you're that off, right? Again, yeah. because there's definitely like a certain curiosity. And the dialogue that happens right after that moment also opens something up. Yes. He says, the gentleman pirate, I presume. And Steed, you've heard of me? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard of you. I've heard all about you. Mm -hmm. And that is the last dialogue of the episode. And it's just, it's so interesting. He's been so interested to meet this anomaly 
Yeah. Someone who he seemingly doesn't give a shit about him. He's playing hard to get. He's bumbling, but ultimately is succeeding. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to know what prompted the attack on the naval ship. Like, were they watching from a distance? When did Mm -hmm. they decide to move in? What was that conversation like? And we probably won't get a flashback to it. And that's fine. But it's just so interesting to see what prompted him. Yeah, and I I think that's what I hope that we find out a little bit more later. But I don't know, and again, maybe we find that out later, but I don't know in that moment if Steed really knows that this is Blackbeard. Yeah, that's true. And I the only reason why I say this huh. is because, like, the lithograph of him that we see, like, this drawing, you know, it's not super accurate sure. in, that, in those times. Like, the goal wasn't to be accurate with the drawings. It was just to kind of draw somebody. Um, but... So I don't, I can't say for sure <clears throat> if I know that Steed knows that this is Blackbeard that he's talking to. But either way, uh-huh. like, the very first thing that Blackbeard does is to make Steed feel seen. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I bet he doesn't know who he is. That's, hmm. Well, I, yeah. that's the thing. I don't know. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that we kind of find that out in the next right. episode. Yeah. Oh, come to think of it, I think we do. Yeah? Okay. Okay. I'm very excited. I'm trying to <laughs> ignore details that I know from the next episode. But yeah. But yeah, I think we do. Um, we play That plays out. Um, so yeah, that's so interesting that it's all... It's just his wonder comes from this random schmo that he doesn't know who that is at all. This random person has heard of him and he's just so elated. Imagine if he knew it was Blackbeard and he's like, wait, (gasps) the Blackbeard has heard of me? (laughs) Right, exactly. He probably loses his mind. And then for Blackbeard to kind of see him be so excited about meeting him as compared to what Izzy has told him. Like, there's definitely going to need yeah. to be a little bit of, like, explanations happening after mm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be I'll be really interested to know that. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so do you have any predictions for the next episode? I think you've been kind of predicting along at the them. way. But, yes. Yeah. I, so I, <laughs> it's not so much predictions as it is, like, things I want at this point. Like, those yes, are my yes. demands for the next episode. <laughs> Yes. that makes sense sure i i sort of want uh steed and and blackbeard to to talk to each other like i want to see some dialogue between those two people mm-hmm. and i want to see how that goes like that is my only my only thing my only thing mm-hmm. for okay. next episode i've got yeah. other stuff too in mind but that is like the main priority so if they break and steed goes back to his ship and blackbeard goes back to his and they do other things are you just are you gonna riot <laughs> am i gonna riot um yeah maybe a little bit or yeah i don't like, know cool. like i think that there needs to be there needs to be a conversation yes, about how yes. they know each other and what yeah. they know about each other even if it does lead to them like going back to their respective ships i'm i'm okay with that yeah but, i mean steed is gonna need some time to recover from his wounds and you know so i don't know i i wanna yeah yeah All right, well, let's head to the shore for a message and a bottle. This message reads, The idea that there can be this kind of successful representation that is so welcomed and embraced is incredible. 
I refuse to allow less ever again. My children deserve to see themselves in media of all kinds. That's such a lovely message. Thank know, you to whoever that sent that message. Yeah. I, yeah, I love, I, I love the boldness of I refuse. Good. Good yeah. for you. I mean, sometimes we think, well, media is shoved down our throat and it is to an extent, but we do have a choice. You know, we do have a choice to say I will or won't, won't consume this media. And mm-hmm. I love that you're like, no, I refuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will pick the shows that I know are going to represent me. And a lot of people, not to discount the fandoms that have been let down, <laughs> Killing Eve, <laughs> um, <sighs> by mean, where they are... think something is going based on where the books went. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, we could start a whole other podcast about that. But oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, that's a whole <laughs> conversation in and of itself. But if, yeah. it, you know, so there is that where you feel like you're being led to a place and then you're let down. But mm. something like this. Do we know something about that? Huh. We know just a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll go cry in my corner later. Yeah, there you but, go. Exactly. <laughs> but saying I refuse to allow less ever again. Um, I think that when we make our media choices, we're going to have to look into who is making the media and how it's being mm-hmm. represented and what network it's on and all of the things that go into it so that we can make informed choices and make mm-hmm. sure that it's representing what we want to see. Exactly. I, yeah. I completely agree with this. And I one thing that I thoroughly appreciated in this particular episode is that I think it's safe to assume that everyone is queer. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's just one of the rare pieces of media that doesn't really like market itself as a, as queer that just Mm. assumes that everyone is queer. And I just, I love that. It, it's such a wonderful reversal of what we're, what we're used to in media where like, you know, everyone is to be presumed straight until they say something specific that makes you say, Oh, they're queer. Okay. I get it. And then it's it's more than not. It's shocking and a big deal and a emotional and blah, 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 which is not the journey for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. And here it's just like, yeah, it just normalizes queer pirates, which really, I mean, again, we'll we'll talk about that in a different (laughs) episode, but I, I did some research. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, and I loved in this message um, that my children deserve Mm -hmm. to see themselves in media of all kinds. And just, you know, as a parent, it's like, yes, absolutely. You know, you're always Mm -hmm. looking for how we can make it better for future generations that they don't have to deal with what we had to deal with. So and we didn't have to deal with what people of previous generations had to deal with. So Mm -hmm. let's hope that we continue to improve. Mm-hmm. And there's something that I'm going to say here that queer issues are everybody's issues because everybody knows a queer person, whether yes. that person is out or not. So yep. let's just keep that in mind. Yep. Very well said. Thank you for visiting the Gentleman Pirates Library. Please do wash your hands before reading. Who knows what kind of dirt you found on the deck? Please also subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. You can send us a message in a bottle using the link in our show notes and Twitter bio. 
Speaking of Twitter, you can find us at Gentleman Pirate. That's the word gentleman, P-I-R, and the number eight. We'll be back next week with our coverage of book four. Hey, Mary. Yes, Katie. What happens if you take the P out of a pirate? Um, uh, they, they, they get irate. I don't know. Yes, yes. He becomes it irate. It? Oh, my God, I got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes irate if you remove his P, which is weird. Oh, it's more if you remove his nose, but whatever. Yes. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs>